In many Buddhist traditions, it is part of the practice, sometimes part of what could be termed as liturgy, part of the formal practice, that certain recitations happen, certain acknowledgments. We recently had a Jukai ceremony here, and you may remember that as part of the ceremony there were certain chants that represent certain steps on the Buddhist path. One of them, the first one, is the purification chant. In Japanese, the chant is called the Sangemon. It was chanted in Japanese, first by me and then each line followed by recitation of the person taking Jukai. So it doesn't matter what it sounds like in Japanese at this moment. But let us briefly examine what the English version of it is. And of course, if I look back at my past, the first version that I came in contact with, of course, was in German. Translation is always difficult. Because often language is a reflection of culture, and culture, conversely, reflects language. Religion gives specific meaning to specific words. And even more fundamental than that, from the point of view of a Zen practitioner, we have to admit that each word that we use, each expression, always is firmly restricted or limited to the two-dimensional world. Words fail to capture the true essence of what they are meant to point towards. So in the Zen context, we have always this difficult walk on a tightrope where we have to use words, but we cannot at the same time trust them fully. So here it goes. All the harmful karma ever committed by me since of old. Already, here we have harmful karma. It used to be in the past that in many translations the word evil was used. All the evil karma committed by me since of old. So using harmful instead of evil makes a big difference. When we think of evil, then we think of good. The dichotomy of the two-dimensional world is obvious. Harmful is a much more suited word. Because it doesn't have to be an evil act that we commit to cause harm. 
as we all know from our lives, often what causes the most harm are acts with good intention. And suffering ensues on both sides of the actor and the person that receives the act. Our mere existence, having to sustain ourselves, creates harmful karma. No evil intent is necessary. Just being and breathing, eating, creates karma. Maybe we should even strip the word harmful. So all the harmful karma committed by me since of old, caused by my beginningless greed, anger, and folly, born from my body, mouth, and thought. I now confess and purify it all. In the last line, the word confess, of course, brings up connections to confession and absolution. In the German version, it is said, Ich erkenne es jetzt und läutere mich ganz. I now recognize and purify it all. Maybe we should be using the word recognize. To not pull in the history of the word confess. Confession. Asking for forgiveness. Receiving absolution. None of that plays into the recognition of the fact that our mere existence causes karma. As far as I am concerned, as far or as shallow my understanding goes, there is no quantifier or qualifier that should stand in front of the word karma. We create karma. Karma and the activity of dharma are intimately interwoven. Just existence means there are conditions karmic conditions that lead to the arising of this and that. The Dharma activity again will work without will and desire. What arises will disappear. So why do we do something like that? Purification. Why do we repeat it all the time? 
in certain schools, it is part of every morning service. At Chushu Roshi's place, at Rinzaji, we did not often chant Sankgemon. In Austria, where I started at Genro's place, every morning, every afternoon during session, we chanted it in German. At Taibosatsu Zendo and at New York Zendo, in the Zen Studies Society lineage, we chanted at the morning service in English. Over and over again. And it offers us two very important lessons. The first one is we as Zen practitioners, even if Apparently, the same thing repeats over and over again. We cannot let it turn into a hollow formula. Like every moment of our lives never returns. The chance of purification of admitting to one's imperfection, of recognizing all the harm that we cause, willfully or not. That chance is a repetition of very basic teaching. So let's make sure that when we chant anything like that, that we chant it freshly with our full mind and heart, and not just the words as hollow containers. If you study Zen long enough, and you see various teachers, at some point you will pick up on the fact that the same thing is repeated over and over again. Joshu Roshi used to complain from his high seat, no matter how often I repeat myself, you still don't get it. The more I look back at the various talks that I have given, It's the same thing over and over again. Other teachers, the same thing. Now we might ask ourselves, why? Why all these repetitions? And the only answer is that, of course, there is no repetition. And as long as we experience it as a repetition, as something repeating, we buy into 
a fixation that in the end limits us from participating fully in what never repeats. So let's be careful. Let's look clearly at what seems to be repetitive in our lives, at what we should include in that purification, in the recognition of the harmful acts, the harmful consequences that are there from our mere being here. And that we teach ourselves that there is no repetition. Not a single breath will ever repeat. Even if the words are the same that we chant. No repetition. And awakening to that fact is one of the fundamental steps that we have to take in Zen practice to step beyond the limit of fixation. All the harmful karma committed by me since of old, caused by my beginningless greed, anger and folly, born from my body, mouth, and thought, I now recognize and purify it all. 